1-800-522-1247 is uh, joining us. Ryan, good morning. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing good. We're still trying to figure out what Julian Phillips was, was doing or not doing at the end of that game the other night. Well, it, it, like a lot of a lot of young guys in that situation, he he had the he had a, he was thinking. He showed that he was thinking, right? He, <laughs> he yep. was uh, making a, uh, a a patient play uh, that you know a lot of a lot of players maybe wouldn't make, and uh, it thought he was doing the right thing, trying to run more time off the clock, and ended up being obviously a, a much much bigger deal than than he certainly thought it would be uh, in a negative way. So. One of those one of those young plays uh, that that you sometimes see on the basketball court, but obviously showed up in a in a close game that that slipped away from Tennessee and uh, looks even worse just because of the situation Tennessee's in now with uh, with the, a couple losses here recently and some some real struggles. Well, what I what I liked about it, I know Barnes was bitterly disappointed about the loss the other night, but he was quick to heap praise on Vanderbilt, and it seems like him and Stackhouse have a really good relationship, and he really likes and respects Stack, and, you know, as disappointed as he was, I kind of felt like in the back of his mind, he was kind of happy for Stack getting the big win, obviously the biggest win for him since he's been here at Vanderbilt. Yeah, no no question, and there is some some real respect there from from Rick Barnes. He's uh, he's made that very clear uh, after after previous games against Vanderbilt. Uh, and in fact, that was one of the first things he said to Jerry Stackhouse on uh, uh, after the game the other night was was uh, that he was proud of him. Um, that's not the kind of reaction you expect to hear from uh, from Tennessee and Vanderbilt coaches uh, uh, going against each other uh, tooth and nail, and what's obviously a, a historically a pretty good in-state rivalry. So, uh, but yeah, there, there's a there's a real level of respect there, and and I think. Uh, he, he really uh, appreciates the way he does the job and, and just thinks he's done a, a better job than the record would maybe show uh, so far in his tenure at Vanderbilt. So uh, that's the, the sort of flip side to that. As, as uh, frustrated as Tennessee fans were after that game, uh, I think Rick Barnes deep down really was happy for Jerry Stackhouse to see him have that moment, even if it did come at, at Tennessee's expense. So you don't think Tim Corbin's congratulating Tony Vitello anytime <laughs> soon? <laughs> Probably not. You know, I, that, that's, the, that's the way I'm used to Tennessee and Vanderbilt coaches getting along. That, that's yeah. the way it's supposed to be, right? right. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, the loss to Florida, uh, the 46-43, whatever that was against Auburn, now the loss. You know, I said on the air, I guess Wednesday, I guess they played Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm which was yesterday, Uh, I'm still buying Tennessee stock. Defense travels. They're going to find out their issues. In a a dip of a season like this, it's when you play teams, it's how you play teams, and you can't be at an A game for, for, what, nine straight weeks, right? So I'm not – too concerned right now you know i know vol fans oh my god the you know sky's falling no i don't i don't think so i think this team's gonna be okay i really do yeah, yeah but it, i was just gonna say ryan you know you get but uh, i'll counter that by saying you get in these tournaments where it's one and done you have a bad shooting half or even a bad shooting 10 minutes you're you're out of there you're gone so i kind of you know can understand a little angst among oh, sure, fans yeah. right now. And, and they need to take care of business tomorrow with Missouri. Yeah, no you know, question. That kind of deal. Right. Well, well, let's be let's be real. Part of the, the angst from Tennessee fans, I think, is is just sort of over over what has become Rick Barnes' identity, fair or not, which is that his teams have been really good in the regular season, but, but haven't been able to get over the hump in the, in the postseason. And so I think some of that is um, frustration boiling over from previous years. 
uh, it's hard to hard for fans to really be frustrated with anything he's done, uh, considering how good they've been on and off the court since Rick Barnes got there and 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 bounced back from a couple tough years um, that, that it took to to kind of get things going. And and they're really on an impressive run. He's got a better regular season record than Bruce Pearl did in his six years at Tennessee. So mm. he's 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 had a remarkable run, but. Uh, just not a lot of postseason success to show for it yet, relatively speaking. And, and yeah, you combine that with a team that looks like every once in a while it's giving you sort of um, a preview of what a season-ending loss might look like. And yeah, I think that's just sort of where where Tennessee fans are, are are sort of getting ahead of themselves. But like you said, Greg, I, I think there's something to be said for this team's. I mean, there there there's no concern over whether they're going to make the NCAA tournament. You know, they're they're in the field. Um, they've they've got the ability to sort of um, figure things out on their own and and not worry too much one week to the next about how that's going to impact their postseason chances or anything like that. So they'll play through this. They've got more than a month to figure this out before the games really start to count. Um, the concern though is this team isn't going to just suddenly get an offense out of nowhere. They're not going to start scoring 80 points a game. Um, so they've got to find a way to just become more consistent offensively and be better at what they are uh, in, in hopes that that defense will continue to travel and, and maybe carry this team a long way. Wendy Moten is here, by the way. Are yeah. you okay? She just walked in the building. Yes. I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a uh... – I uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see her. She, she she just walked in and said hello, and so she's going to be joining us a little bit later. Yep. She's going to enjoy a nice breakfast and yeah. uh, and uh, Ryan. Sorry, to sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Sorry with about that. that but, Ryan. No, but uh, our, our guest <laughs> Winnie Moten, of course, uh, big big pop star in the nineties, yeah, and now and now is. Uh, Vince Gill and and her are, are making sure her career everybody gets done. You know, even today, uh, Tennessee in the uh, NCAA net, and you know I go to that all the time because yep. it's updated every day. That's yep. what they use now. That's what they tell us to go see. Right. Uh, in their formula, Tennessee is still on the three line as a one seed. You know, because you had Purdue. What Purdue lost. Yep. You know, Alabama had a stinker. You know, uh, and so these things, you know, you can't go Indiana beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. Purdue's still on the, the the one line. So, yeah, they're they're a one or two at worst, unless the wheels totally come off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, let's say even if they do lose a couple more games down the stretch, because the schedule does get tougher for Tennessee. You know, they they've got some some tough games coming up. Um, you know, if they lose a few more games, okay, maybe this team falls to a three seed or something like that. But that's that's almost one of one of the worst case scenarios uh, uh, without the, as you said, the wheels totally coming off for Tennessee. So this, this team is going to be in good shape in March. They're they're going to have a have a, a pretty good draw, you would think, in, in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be set up for them to have a chance to make a run. Uh, it's just going to be can they consistently um, put put together the kind of performances you need. To, to advance much farther. People just, uh, I think, are already getting ahead of themselves and thinking this looks like a team that's going to lose in the second round um, to, a, to a seven seed if they're a two seed or whatever it might be, uh, that they're just going to have a hard time getting out of maybe even the first weekend of the NCAA tournament based on their offensive struggles. Ryan Callahan is our guest. Go Vols 24-7 at Ryan Callahan 247 on Twitter. I mean, I guess the important thing right now, Ryan, for the Vols is, you know, take care of business against Missouri you know, not look ahead to, you know, Alabama and Kentucky back-to-back uh, back back after that? No, no question. Now, now, Missouri, they've been a pretty feisty team this year. They're, they're playing a lot better. And, 
se- seem to be uh, the, the, the kind of team that could that could you know take down Tennessee if they don't show up ready to play. So certainly not not much room to to look look ahead past this game. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's waiting. Obviously, a, a, a game that people have been kind of looking ahead to this Alabama game next week as as maybe the game of the year in the SEC for for a while. And uh, you know, if it lives up to the, to that kind of high, or the, or the stakes remain as high as they can be, that um, this could decide at least uh, go a long way toward deciding the regular season championship in the SEC. So yeah, there's a lot at, uh, at stake, but they do have to take care of business uh, tomorrow against Missouri to for that game to mean much. And, uh, and and we'll we'll see if they can just sort of get out of this rut uh, they're in. I think you know just the fact that it's been you know three or four games in a row where, where Tennessee's offense hasn't uh, performed at a very high level. Clearly, this is just a a midseason rut uh, of sorts, and and it, and it really isn't that bad, all things considered. Just a couple of losses, but um, but clearly they've got to get some, some things figured out. Rick Barnes has acknowledged that they've got to uh, they've got to play better, but at the same time they're. Again, they're a good team that's going to continue to win games uh, based on their defense and just how good they are top to bottom. They, they just got to sort of, you know, figure things out, and it's better to be having this problem now as opposed to three or four weeks from now. Who in your mind needs to step up uh, individually for Tennessee for them to really make that deep run into March? Yeah, Rick that's, Barnes. that's a good question. Well, Rick yeah. Barnes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Other than the coach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, that's the, the funny thing is not not really anybody's played uh, especially well for Tennessee consistently uh, over the past few games. So, uh, you know, the, you look at the guys that are going to have to play well for this team to make a deep run. I think it starts with the guard play. This is a team that that lives and dies with with the Kai Ziegler and, and San Diego Vescovi. If those guys are are not scoring more consistently, you know, uh, Ziegler what was what zero for ten last week against Auburn. Um, you know, just just has had some some pretty up and down performances lately. If those don't change, you know, Tennessee would obviously be in trouble. I, I wouldn't worry too much about those guys. To me, the key to this team still long term is is going to be what what are they getting around those guys? Uh, they, they've had some better performances lately from Josiah Jordan James. Now he gets banged up the other night. You know, what's what's his situation? But um, they, they've got to they've got to get him back to full strength and and playing the way he was last week against Auburn. But they've got to get Julian Phillips. Um, they've got to get uh, Olivier Kamwa playing more consistently. He's had some really good games, but it's just not consistent. They've got to get a more consistent supporting cast, and certainly Vescovy needs to get back to, to, to playing the way he's capable of after a few rough games recently. Not bad games, just not shooting as well as he's, as he's certainly capable of. And then the other night had the, I believe, was was – supposed to be guarding uh the what ended up being the winning shot there and came mm-hmm. away to, to help a little bit defensively not 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 the end of the world there but that's that's an example of the kinds of plays he's got to be able to make uh, that's where, after he missed the, the free throw right ryan yeah. missed that free yeah, throw that absolutely. probably would have iced it yeah yeah missing the front end of a one and one and then a, a little bit of a defensive bust there so not his finest moment but yeah he'll be fine he's just got to you know cons- consistently score the way he's capable of it this team's going to make a run Ryan Callahan, go Vols 24-7. Ryan, seven Vols get invited to the Combine. Jeremy Banks may have been a bit of a surprise. Cool for him. He's going to get that opportunity. Uh, Hendon Hooker, though, that's an interesting one because uh, I see a lot of teams that think, hey, he's going to be a value mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in the draft. He's not going to be one of the top three. Right. You know, and, and so 
it's going to be curious to see where Hooker, how all that plays out as he gets through the injury, gets into the workouts more so than obviously at the combine. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Where do you? How high do you think he would be drafted? I think he could be late first round in, in really? or, or second. Do I think, really? I think a lot of people like him. Well, he's I think, 25 I, years I old. I think he's going to. I think he's going to win a lot of people over when he interviews. Right. You know what I mean? And that's going to help. But wow, late first round in second. I, I think he's. Quarterbacks are at a premium, and he walks in an adult, basically. What say you, RC? Uh, I'm a little less uh, bullish, I guess, on the on the draft stock. I do think he's going to maybe be interesting to to a team that's looking for uh, a guy who, you know, maybe a guy that could turn into, in some people's minds, maybe a Dak Prescott type who ends up outperforming his draft position. Uh, there, there are some people who I think might view him as, as more than just a, you know, just an interesting backup. Uh, but it, it's going to take someone being really sold on his upside for them to, to jump very high in the draft. That, I personally, I think maybe third round, I, I could see that. I think if not for his injury uh, last year, I, 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 at the end of the season, considering the timing especially, I think there would be a lot of people you know, looking at him as maybe a guy that could sneak into the second round. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I'll be a little bit surprised if we're hearing much, you know, first or second round talk uh, about him. Just knowing that there's some people who think he's looking at maybe somewhat of a redshirt year uh, in, in terms of being ready for this season in the NFL. But he is going to going to intrigue some teams uh, at the combine, and they're going to they're going to love talking to him. I think he's going to uh, make some fans if they're not already fans of him. Well, another problem you touched on: he's 25 years old. I think that's not the end of the world, but the mm. fact that he is not as young as some of those other guys coming out. Um, you're not getting quite as many years there of, of potentially peak performance. But he's fascinating for sure. Jalen Hyatt, obviously another one people are going to be interested to see at the Combine. What does he run? Uh, yep. Does he get into that four two nine range? That's what he's shooting for. Mm. Um, he thinks he's capable of that. If he can do that, uh, you're talking elite NFL Combine history kind of performance. If he can do that, he's going to earn himself some money for sure. And like you said, uh, pleasantly surprised for Tennessee that, that Jeremy Banks is uh, is headed to the combine. That's a big opportunity for him that he needs to, to take advantage of. But, yeah, several guys Tennessee uh, is, is going to have on the radar for some NFL teams, and certainly Hooker, maybe the one with the biggest variance that, that you know, I think some people could see him slipping into the mid to late rounds, and some people think, like you, that maybe he sneaks into an earlier round pick if, if teams, if someone just, all it takes is one, if someone gets enamored with him at the combine or in, in interviews or whatever. Well, Darren McFarland said he's going to shave my head if uh, Hooker goes in the first round. I didn't. I, okay, wow. I, I didn't. I was a little bit up. Uh, I, a little bit much on that one. Everything. And by the way, he's got Chris Sanders, him adjusted at two fifteen, and Lorenzo Neal at three. Oh, low uh, deal, my guy. And my so, guy. And, and he never texts me during my show like I never text him That's during right. his. <laughs> hey, Ryan, who you like Sunday? Oh man, you know what I. I, I heard some people this morning on the radio here uh, picking the Chiefs, and it, and it made me maybe a little less confident in this. But I, I, I thought all week this feels like the Eagles' year. It, it just they, they've been so good uh, from from the start of the season, basically, and, and I love the way they play at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, I just think Jalen Hurts is even still maybe being a bit underrated by some people. So I, I've got the Eagles, but I, I can understand people you know picking the Chiefs. It just feels like with the the ankle injury for Mahomes and uh, you know other players banged up at receiver and things like that for the Chiefs. This feels like a better setup for the Eagles, and it seems like it's been their year, but we'll see. 
Ryan Callahan, Go Vols 24-7. Ryan, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Ryan. Absolutely. Have a good weekend. All right, man. I will ask you, who would you rather have, Hendon Hooker or Anthony Richardson? I'll give you my answer after the break. Oh, wow. That's, we're not that good. Let's take the break. <laughs> Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking 